Hi, it's Chelsea Handler from Dear Chelsea. You've done everything you can to lose that stubborn fat. You've exercised, you've eaten right, but lately it's gotten harder and I get that. You want that summer ready body, right? Cool Sculpting may be able to help you reach your goals. It is a non-surgical treatment that targets, freezes, and eliminates treated fat cells for good. So ask your doctor if cool sculpting is right for you. Common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling. Find a provider at coolsculpting.com. Cool Sculpting is FDA cleared to treat visible fat bulges on the abdomen, flank, thigh, bra fat, back fat, upper arm, and under the buttocks, chin, and jawline. It's also FDA cleared to affect the appearance of lax tissue with submental area treatments. Cool Sculpting is not a treatment for weight loss. Rare side effects may occur. Cool Sculpting may cause visible enlargement in the treated area after treatment, which will not resolve on its own and may require surgical intervention for correction. Ask your doctor if Cool Sculpting is right for you. See additional important safety information at CoolSculpting.com. Well, I'm here with uh, Pastor Gary Mendel, who's actually in Jamaica right now. Uh, he's on a trip to Montego Bay. Is where you said you're headed? Yep, we're on our way down there right now. It's, uh, it's our day off. We've been working like dogs, uh, hauling concrete and uh, putting in the footing for a new water power station and uh, painting and upgrading a uh, daycare center that was donated to the church here in Tadadupa. Uh, wow, that sounds like you guys have been working a lot. Oh yeah, the whole team has just been fantastic, working super hard, and uh, sweating a lot. Yeah, that's what I was, I was making jokes about that on Sunday. Is that really happening? Are you guys really, uh, you sleeping okay and everything? Yeah, we're sleeping really good. Uh, the accommodations are great. We've got fans blowing out of us, and uh, it's been really nice. It's a little humid, but uh, it's manageable. Very good. And I heard you guys celebrated a birthday while you were there. Yep. Kara Wallace had her 13th birthday, so she's an official teenager. All right. And, uh, we celebrated, had a little cake, and, uh, a bunch of Jamaican folks sang a Jamaican happy birthday to her. It was great. <laughs> what better way to do that than on a missions trip, right? That's right. <laughs> so is my wife treating you well? I just want to know that. She is a great leader, lover. Well organized, keep us on task, keep us moving. Uh, we're on our way back to uh, actually the airport to get our COVID test so that we can fly out tomorrow. And uh, she's a great leader. That's right. You guys are heading out uh, tomorrow. You, so you're going to be flying in tomorrow night at some point, right? Yep. We'll be landing somewhere around 11 o'clock, I think, in Detroit. And then we drive from Detroit home. So it'll be early in the morning before we get home. Oh, my goodness. So you're going to have some jet lag going on. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that, that's nothing new to you, though. I, I know you've done trips like that before, so you're you're going to be able to handle that. But uh, so, uh, any highlights of what God's been uh, doing? Some just give us a little a uh, little hint before you come back and tell us all all the stuff. Yeah, so uh, we had an incredible church service 
Sunday, and uh, the team got a chance to do the Sunday school with the children, and uh, they acted out the Jonah and the Whale story, which was a huge hit, and the whole team was uh, participating in it. It was great. Uh, and then the church service was super anointed. The worship, the, the music was just alive, and everyone was uh, totally engaged. The spirit was definitely both through and uh, got a chance to uh, to preach and had a great time there. That's the awesome. fantastic. Praise yeah, God. So we got a chance to do a little bit of our vacation Bible school. We're actually at a church that has a 30-student uh, elementary. Okay. So we've had a great chance to be able to interact with the young people, the young children there. And that's been really good. And, uh, and then, of course, they had a, uh, a building donated, a house donated down the road that is turning into their preschool and daycare. And that's what we've been working on. Very nice. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures that Amy's been sending back. And, uh, well, you guys have done a lot of work. I saw the, uh, the sign that Kim Meyer painted, which is amazing. Yeah, isn't it great to have a person on your team who gets it to do exactly what needs to be done at every possible moment? And uh, so she just was shining and, and did a beautiful job on that line. Oh, uh, praise God. Well, we, we've been praying hard for you guys. We know that God's been using you in a mighty way, and uh, we're excited to hear the stories when you guys get back. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent experience to be out there from Harbor Life going on a mission trip and have them all year round under Pastor Ethan's leadership and so uh, keep your spirits out for the next trip and come on out here and get a chance to, uh, to have God use you uh, in a powerful way and make change Amen well I'll uh, let you get back to the road so you keep your eyes driving there and uh, we miss you love you and oh, yeah. tell everybody we love them give them all hugs okay alright I'll talk to you later brother Well, uh, good afternoon on Thursday. Uh, we're here at the uh, studios here at Harbor Lake uh, Community Chapel, and uh, well, you know, Pastor Gary is not with me today, so my my partner in crime, he's in Jamaica, but I do have two hosts that I think will help fill in the blanks there and help us uh, make the difference, right? You know, yes. You got to uh, hope, right? We're gonna try. We're gonna, okay, good. So I got <laughs> Pastor Ted to the left of me, and I've got Pastor Matt right in front of me, and I put a spit guard in front of you so that you know you don't hit me too hard. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that is a good thing because <laughs> frequently when I'm preaching, I can see the spit in the lights. Oh yeah, in front of me. So. You know it. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many times do people in the front row regret it? You know. Oh yeah. I've even had kids call me on it. You just spit on me. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> So uh, this is kind of interesting, you know, Pastor Gary, he's way overseas. It's actually only an hour's difference, which I figured that out. Suffering for the Lord and palm trees and sunshine. I know. Right? And, uh, of course, they post pictures about coconuts, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and whatever. Did you see that picture I posted that had a little plant that looked like it had a brain in it or something they were eating? Yeah. I don't know. Not, but I didn't have a clue what it was. I was like, I didn't either. Apparently, they were making that, boiling it or eating okay. it. Or I don't know what they were doing. I, I'm going to ask those questions when Amy gets back, but uh, it's just been awesome. So... Uh, we've had an amazing uh, week again. I mean, God's been showing up and doing some awesome stuff uh, in worship on Sunday. We had an awesome service. Uh, Pastor Ted, you just blew it out of the house again with Thanks, uh, worship. It was just awesome. I mean, man, I I just long to have those times more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, where just the, the presence of God just comes down and it's just amazing. And Pastor Matt, you were gone though, weren't you? You were you're out just doing some stuff. And I was. I actually got to be on the men's free life retreat. Oh, good. And so uh, it was a it was an incredible weekend. Yeah, I tell you what, I've uh, heard about it the last several years, and I was a part of the quest that we kind of built it off of. Uh, so it was a really neat experience to be a part of it. Uh, 
And I was talking to Pastor Ted earlier. Anytime you kind of set some time aside to listen to God, He's going to be faithful, and he was Amen. faithful once again this weekend. So it was it was a great time. So what would you, uh, you know, I, I know you can't say a lot about free life, but what's some things you could kind of maybe say a little bit about free life if somebody's thinking about doing that? I would say just do it. Yeah, I, I would. I would say do it. You know, um, there's always going to be some reservations, and uh, it is kind of like they don't fill you in on a lot of the details. And for someone who's in charge a lot, that was a little bit tough, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, right, not yeah. knowing. Uh, but it is totally worth it. And um, go into it without any expectations of what uh, you think it should be, yeah. and just let God show up, and and He will. Mm-hmm. And it was neat to see how He worked in different ways and in everybody's life that weekend. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you, you came back with a smile on your face, so I I'm su- assume it was pretty good. Yeah, and to top it off the food was great as well so uh, somebody said something about a, a lot of steaks being made there was a lot of meat that's yeah. all i'll say <laughs> a lot of meat yeah you know i miss those days actually because uh when golden corral was around a lot more <laughs> oh, i would no, head over no. there i know i know you guys i know but still it was just the only place to get all the meat that i wanted you can't be judgmental about yeah. buffets come on you know what you're i know <laughs> i i had to I, well you know i've been over to the china what is yeah it, we china were just house there yet? a week ago right yeah, yeah. and that was not bad I, I went in there actually because you know after a year of being in <laughs> COVID like our lockdowns, we gotta be careful, right? <laughs> I was like so nervous. Well, you know, I, we had a falling out for a while, and I kind of uh, gave it. I said, you know what, I'm gonna give it to Jesus, and I'm gonna go eat at the buffet because I was missing Chinese. But uh, <laughs> but you know, it was kind of hard go walking in there, right? You you yeah. walk in there and you haven't been around a buffet in a long time. You're like, should I be here or shouldn't I be? You should yeah. not be there. Yeah. No, <laughs> I agree. If you're asking the question, just don't leave. don't Turn be there. Yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is no one's wearing masks. You know? no, <laughs> Nobody's yeah. doing anything. And, you know, I didn't even see somebody wear gloves. I don't know if that's it's something you have to do. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, you know. It is. So we go from... Jesus take the wheel moments <laughs> at, at buffets, you know. <laughs> Make sure my immunity's way up there, right? You know? Oh, my gosh. I'm popping pills left and right walking in there. <laughs> so uh, anything going on in your guys' lives that uh, it just Harbor Light would love to hear this morning? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, today is a cold and rainy day and we were, um, we just had a time with high school students where we let them in worship and had a time of devotion this morning for uh, sending them out on mission day, which is a pretty cool, unique thing for the school here. Um, I don't know many other high school students who are going out to serve their community that way. And um, yeah, just such a cool thing to see adults come around those kids and, um, have an experience in the rain and snow today. I was glad that I, I got to not go outside, but I'm I'm feeling for those kids right now because <laughs> yeah. it is cold and wet out there to be ranking lawns and doing what they're doing. So, well, that's what I got up this morning. It was so funny. Uh, the front of my house facing the highway was rain. The back of my house was sleet, and yeah, I'm right. like, how is that possible? That my house is in the middle of that line, you know. Between rain and sleep. <laughs> and that's when you just go back to bed. Yeah, right. right. It's like, For real. it's the end of the world. Yep. That's what happens. That's it. Well, and it's funny because my dogs didn't want to go out there. Like, I am not walking out in that mess. <laughs> and then uh, finally you get them out there. They're like uh, sniffing around because some, you know, all the new smells are coming out again. So, yeah. But I didn't want to be out there. I'm like, no, let's hurry this up. Not. Come on. Let's no do way. this. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the mission trips that are going on around here, I think this is a really cool thing because when I went to school here, uh, we did a uh, little bit of a missions thing in yeah. house and those kind of things. Uh, my only mission trip that I had in high school was I went to Montreal, Canada, which okay. was an experience all into itself. I mean, I'm, I love Canada, but Montreal is a totally different part sure. of the country. Yeah. And uh, so that was a really interesting experience. But, you know, to be able to do stuff around the church, you know, around yep. the community. I think it's kind of cool. You got some people coming over to your place today, don't you? Uh, uh, I've got a team coming over tomorrow morning. They're going to help uh, work on the youth trap a little bit, just do a little spring cleaning and yeah. get things up. But we've got, yeah, we've got kids 
in Jamaica with uh, yeah. with Pastor Amy. We've got kids in North Carolina. We've got kids in the UP, I think, today. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I know they've been working in the UP and in Wolverine on a Habitat for Humanity house. And so oh, wow. we've got them all over the place. Yeah. yeah, next week they are leaving too, right? There's another trip that's going next week. I think I think that's called Spring Break. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah don't, I don't know what it's considered. <laughs> it's, All right, right on. Well, it could be. depends on where you're going, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, <laughs> Do the half trip as like a normal trip and half trip mission trip, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like, uh, I was asking some of the teachers uh, if there's anybody going to be leaving the area to go to some warmer climate, and I didn't hear anything. So I don't know if they're sticking around local or what. But, man, if I had a week to go do something, I'd be heading out somewhere warm, you know. Uh, what is uh, Florida's only what? 15 hours away from us? Yeah, not bad at all. We could drive that. Let's there. do it. We should do a staff trip We should year. do that. Just take off and say, hey, <laughs> we need the sunlight. That's we right. Need the sun- yeah, we've been right. living like vampires for a long time, and now we need the sunlight. That's right. We, yeah, we can just remote in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, uh, Pastor Gary can do all of his uh, preaching you for know, sure. via the webcam or something. There you know? we go. I think that'd be a great idea. We've got all this technology. We might as well use it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Multiple campuses right. on the road. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Pastor Matt, what, what what you got going on over your area? We don't always talk to you much because you kind of seem to stay on the side of the other side of the road a lot. Yeah, believe it or not, I still attend Harbor Light Church. Oh, that's uh, good. I'm yep. glad. I, yep. I was wondering about it's, that. It's really interesting. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the service about once a month, and uh, um, sometimes it's like, who are the people that I go to church with? But <laughs> it's great. I get to hang out with all their kids. Uh, we're over across the street uh, every Sunday except for the first Sunday of the month with the middle schoolers, which uh, we love to refer to as squirrels on crack. <laughs> And uh, we have a great time over there. But, that is awesome. Yeah, but we've got uh, we've been hopping, uh, excited about what's going on, and yeah. uh, excited about uh, planning for the summer and seeing what mm-hmm. God wants to do. Yeah, and I'm sure they've got a lot of ideas of what they're going to do because you carry on programs through the summer too, don't you? We do. We're we're a little abnormal. Uh, yes. A lot of youth ministries in Northern Michigan kind of shut down mm-hmm. in the summer, and uh, we've kind of went all in and said, hey, let's take advantage of the time and uh, keep the momentum going. And so we do, usually we do our big tribes event through the summer. We've got yeah. our guys camping trip. We do, last year we did Middle School Monday Madness, uh, which was a blast for oh, our yeah. middle school students. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're planning and we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about Jesus and it's going to be great. All summer long. All summer long. Now, I, you said you're going to be going to Big Ticket, right? I don't know if we'll be. Uh, I don't. I don't think we'll take a group to Big Ticket this year. Oh, okay. But uh, it is happening. I think it's happening the second week in July. Yeah, yeah. We've, I was thinking about doing that. You know, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great festival. Uh, we've gone in the past, but we found a lot of times families go together, and so rather than fight that family event, we just for sure let yeah, them do it. Let them do it on their own, yep. and that's in Gaylord, right? It's in Gaylord. Yeah. Yep. And so it's uh, not that far from us, really. No, it's no. like forty five minute drive. Not yeah. bad at all. Yeah. So you can go it's there a in a time. day and. Yeah. Come back at night. Yeah. yeah you were going to say sure. something, Ted. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you. just going to attest to uh, last year was my first time hanging out with youth ministry in, yeah. during the summer at Harbor Light, and it is 100% different for sure. Yeah. In the sense that it it's the party, man. Like, yeah, right. The summertime in the campground, water slides, all that stuff going on is a blast. And um, Oh, yeah, the water slide. It is. I think it is true that most youth ministries in northern Michigan will – Maybe hit the pause button or meet less, and I think you got a good thing going there, Matt. Yeah, I, 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 we're having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Were you there for tribes last yeah. year for the yeah, messy yeah. night? Oh yeah, I yeah, think we made. Riot, I, man. I think we made two hundred gallons of slime. <laughs> what? <laughs> two hundred gallons of slime, and then I. Oh man. Sometimes I don't think things through all the way, and uh, I bought a tarp <laughs> at an auction, like an online auction, to make like a giant slip and slide. 
really? not realizing how big it was until I went and picked it up. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it was a hundred foot by hundred foot tarp. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so we we spread it out with two hundred gallons of slime and foam and have a good night. Do you still have that tarp? I, mean, I do, yeah. That's like a FEMA tarp that you cover an entire condominium <laughs> or something, you know? It was like a full day's work just cleaning oh, it, just to fold it back up. That, oh, that should be like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, having done youth ministry in the past, th- those are things I do not miss about youth ministry. Oh. <laughs> just the cleanup or the fun? The cleanup. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Having fun's great, right? Like, But yeah, the 200-foot tarp yeah. slime all over it yep it's a lot of work but you have a lot of volunteers <laughs> some so. hero of youth ministry yeah right i've got a great team <laughs> yeah. that i get yes. to work with and last year we had uh, ben turn our intern from oh yeah. chicago and so it was uh it was a it was a good time are, are we getting him back or he is not able to come back this year oh, ben, he's come on. i know what ben yeah i know he uh he decided he's gonna stay close to home and make a little bit more money than yeah. an internship pays <laughs> yeah, i right, guess yeah so uh, so we have a nominated candidate in his place or what i'm working on it so oh, good hopefully we can uh raggle somebody up yeah that'd be awesome we need somebody to to have clean fun that, with and play around with clean yeah. that slime off that clean way. the slime <laughs> up yeah i think the staff had a lot more fun having been around than anybody else you know because we just got to harass him a lot which yeah, is right that's part of ministry though really we were trying to teach him an aspect of ministry that needed to be there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bull- no, not bullying. Loving. Loving. There's an aspect of ministry you didn't know. Yeah, right. Uh, surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's a lot of uh, awesome stuff going on here. It's fun to think about the summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super fun to think about golf carts ramming around the campus and tents going up, outdoor services, people camping in the campground we're yeah. my family's going to camp in the campground this summer we're really excited it's gonna be awesome um yeah summer around harbor light is a cool cool thing we are we are blessed with the facilities yes. we have yeah we are like it is almost you kind of forget oh how much, yeah how much great space we have for sure yeah with yeah. the campground and yeah. the water slides yeah and the baseball field soccer field mm-hmm. yeah the whole thing it's super fun and the and family the, camp. the jinky gym set in the back that you have to have a tetanus shot to use yeah, <laughs> yeah. we have that right <laughs> we do i think i think that needs to make it to the fire pit oh whoa okay well i was i was an immune builder that's what i thought you know go play in that for a while you'll be fine for the rest of the summer <laughs> Go clean the raccoons out of the bus. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> storage Hopefully, part. our insurance agent isn't listening. Yeah, to right. <laughs> right. This section is brought to you by yeah, Wilson's right. Insurance. Wilson Insurance. Get your insurance for your tetanus shot here. Um, yeah, and then we have the uh, what is it? The Gypsy trailer that's out there too. That little green yeah, trailer yeah. that's been around for a while. We don't really know whoever lives in there, but just stay away. sometimes the lights are on <laughs> and sometimes they're not. And then you're driving by in the summer. And you're like, wow, somebody's living in there. I now think again. that's like the intern housing. Right? Oh, is that <laughs> the intern? <laughs> you get to stay in that room. Maybe right? that's why he's not coming <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, right. No. Well, what do you expect on the mission field, man? Yeah, I know. It's fun. It's camping. Right, yeah. There are two types of people in this world, campers and non-campers. That's right. And I'm 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 trying to convince myself to be a camper, so I'm doing it. Yeah, wholehearted, no complaining, jumping in this summer. Well, you live up north, you you have to try it. It's cheap vacation too. Right, you got to do it. Yeah, it's the thing. You know, when we lived up in the UP, uh, my wife and I always consider ourselves to be backyard tourists, and so we like to go around and check out whatever sure. we can get our hands on. Yeah, and I tell you, man, we found some amazing places up there. And I said, you know. My wife and I have grown up in this area, in Petoskey and Charlevoix area. I said, we should do that again here. Like, mm-hmm. try to be backyard tourists in place, even though we've known quite a bit of yep. what's going on around here. It'd just be good to get out there and uh, try to do something and have fun, you know? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, I would like to put a bug in your ear, though, uh, Pastor Matt. All right. I, I'm... Okay. Well, since we are in beach country up here, yep. we need to get the band Christafari 
to come up here and do a beach party. Yes, I know Pistafari. Right. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't yes. that be good? You know, we used to have a band from, where was that from? Is it, that kind a of style? Reggae, like a reggae, reggae worship band <laughs> that years awesome. ago that would come for family camp. Oh, really? um, all right. Well, let's get them back on the horn and let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I, no, I can't think of the let's name. Let's get of a them. couple stages. We'll compete with Big Ticket. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole lot. We got mom and pop band playing today. He's gonna bring out his banjo. No, only no. Oh. reggae worship. Only reggae worship. Okay, <laughs> like, no banjos. That's three bands. Definitely three the demographic yeah, that we exactly. have in our area. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, the summertime boy. It's like yeah. Mm-hmm. We got all these people coming back from Jamaica, anyways. They'll yeah, be ready that's for what it. I'm I, I told uh, I told Amy, the I Bliss said, Best crew will be heading over. <laughs> <laughs> I told Amy, I said, you know what we should have is uh, uh, Christopher playing when the kids come back or get them introduced it. to it. Because I said, it, uh, you know, Kara, uh, she already went, you know, native anyways by putting the uh, the, <laughs> the dreads. Uh, dreads in her hair. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I said, oh well, we got to get them all in that that frame of mind, get them ready for that Sunday when they come back, right? And start talking about it. That's so, I, you know, it's just an idea. I just want to throw it out there. I, yeah. I'm an ideas guy. I'm not as an actually implication kind of guy. As a worship pastor, I don't know that we can pull off the downbeat of the reggae. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a special kind of person. It does. Yeah, right. Yeah. We, yeah we're not. <laughs> no, we no, need but, some practice there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, uh, we uh, want to talk about the, the service because that's a lot of what we try to do here on more is to try to maybe talk about some of the things that are brought up in worship. And I just got to say, though, um, during worship, uh, Susan Bucci, mm-hmm. she, man, she was used by God in a mighty way on that Sunday. Yeah. Oh, man, she uh, get, she was getting up there to talk about roots, and then all of a sudden the Lord laid some on her heart, yeah. and she'd speak uh, to that person's life. And every person she spoke to, right? I mean, they're like, they knew that yep. this is for it me. Was, it was confirmation. Confirmation, yeah. Yep. yeah. And it was just blowing my mind. And... Uh, one of them was talking to uh, one of our guys in our staff, and he said that something that she said directly to him was spot on. Yep. And she said she could not, he could not believe that she would know mm-hmm. what was what he was thinking yeah. when he came there for that Sunday service. Right. right. And I was like, man, that is such an awesome gift to see happen yeah. in the church because yeah. it made it set the stage. I mean, we had awesome worship all Sunday, and then we get to that point. Sure. And then it just keep it just kept going on. By yeah. the time you know. Uh, I got ready to speak. I was like, man, this is awesome. I mean, yeah, fertile the ground, right? Fertile ground. The foundation has already been laid for a really awesome service. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the, the thing that I, I talked to Steve, her husband, and it was that sense of what a responsible use of her gift, mm-hmm. you know, this sense of like, this truly is from the Lord. This truly is from her heart. Yep. And there isn't this sense of anything extra. And so um, that that word kind of came to me of that that was a really responsible way for her to use her gift. Yeah. Oh that yeah. Service. That yeah, hitting the nail on the head as far as the words that were spoken, being able to be affirming and uplifting those things that we often hear in scripture of what uh, prophetic word should be, and um, doing it in a really really responsible way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've known Suzanne for years. Yeah. And so it's been neat through the years to see her use that gift in a way that. Uh, is just encouraging, yeah. you know, that, what is that, New New, New Testament prophecy is uh, edif- edifying right. exhortation and comfort, and right. just speaking life into to people, and doing it in a way, not not for her show, but yep. just to be yep. the, the voice of God in someone's life. Yeah, and, for sure. And it's neat to see how encouraging yeah. that is for people. Yeah, it, I, I think that you know, like, right, you know when this is a positive, you know when this is... There, there is this sort of discerning 
element the Holy Spirit gives you. And um, man, oh man, just super excited about what was said, um, affirm what was said, and um, you know, obviously coming from the source that came from, you just really trust that the Lord's using that. Yeah. Well, and it seemed like he definitely uh, used it in that way because it opened up uh, some opportunities. These people, a lot of them that I was uh, heard from, uh, they had never been here before. They've right. been first time. Uh, they've been first timers, or they've been here maybe one other time, and then all of a sudden, that was spoken. Yeah. And it was something that they were coming to the service with, with the question, mm-hmm. you know, like what, you know, what's going on? What am I here for? Yeah. Uh, why, why do I feel certain things or why is this happening? And then when she would say those things, you could just tell it was, that was the answer they're looking for. They, they could mm-hmm. care less about anything else in the service after yeah, God right. began to speak. That to was them. the thing they needed. Yeah. That's what they needed here. Yeah. And it was just so cool to see that happen. But I've always loved when uh, the Holy Spirit moves in those situations like that, where it's so organic in mm-hmm. a sense that it's not, you know, you don't have to have a set time for it. Yeah, right. I mean, we're doing the announcements, right? Yeah, we're right. doing, <laughs> we're doing we're the announcements, and all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit says, "This is what's going on," you know, right. and it's like yep. that is so cool. You I know? love that. Yeah, yeah. I like when uh, people get healed that way too. Hmm. You know, there's not a healing service, but everybody's just sitting there, and all of a sudden, somebody gets you know healed for something. You know, and it's like, hmm. come on, that is just so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it's the Holy Spirit moving is not a formula. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, where, all right, worship is done now. Right. Yeah. So it's, what do we do now? You yeah. know. Yeah, I know, and that's one thing I've always enjoyed about uh, Harbor Light is that uh, over the years that I've been associated with it, too, it's just, it's so neat how the Holy Spirit works organically in the situation, mm-hmm. and it's never been something that's contrived or trying to, we, we try to figure it out to make it work yeah. within the confines of what we're thinking should be the overall theme or whatever. Mm. We're here to just worship the Lord and see what God does for us, so, yeah, that was an amazing thing. Uh, so, this Sunday was really the end of uh, the... A life-giving series that we just had over, yeah. what was it, seemed like 20 weeks? <laughs> went on forever. <laughs> I don't know. No, it was like, it, it just seemed like it went on forever. Right, right. We had like uh, six or seven weeks of it. Okay. And so the week before I spoke, uh, Pastor Gary uh, taught a mission, which really kind of ties into the week that I was doing, which was life-giving through ministry. Yeah. And uh, I just, it was really cool how things just seemed to dovetail so perfectly mm-hmm. together from what he said and then going to what I was able to talk about. Uh, you don't often find those kind of topics in the series that dovetail so well. Right. That have to, it's, you almost seem like you have to put them together in a pair because it, it just would be kind of odd not to talk about one or the other. And uh, so that was really good. Um, so, uh, we talked about in the uh, idea of what it is to have life-giving ministries is that, uh, you know, God calls all of us uh, to a place of ministry, which I think is uh, very important. But we were asking the big question that Pastor Gary left us with in his sermon, you know, why am I here? You know, why do I exist in this world? Why do I take up space? Mm-hmm. And, um, and especially as a believer, uh, you really want to know why. Because, I mean, you really don't identify yourself by your career or, or by the, the accomplishments you make in the world, you want to know what your eternal you yeah. know, reason is for yeah. why you're here. You know, what yeah. is, Why did God put me here? Yeah, no pressure, Pastor Alex. Yes. Answer the question. Oh, why here we do go. I exist? <laughs> why do I exist? Yeah, why do I exist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's oh, man. Uh, Here's your 40 minutes. Today. Yeah, right. Here we go. Uh, let's start now. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, I think that's that's a, a interesting thing, uh, and that's what I, I went to Isaiah forty three verse seven, and uh, I, I I'll just read it for you. It says, "Bring them to me, the Lord, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them, hmm. and it's this the concept that God has that God's created you for a purpose. So if God's created you for a purpose and a destiny, then we rely on Him to make that 
revealed to us, make it possible for us to understand that. And and that is something where you begin to say, this is a great journey because I'm starting to see God do some really cool things. And then I wanted to add on later, which we'll talk about a little bit later, is that uh, when we try to figure out what is God calling me to be as a vessel, you know, how does he begin to start revealing that to me? You know, do I have to have a burning bush experience? Probably not. You know, you can have right. moments where it's part of who you are yeah. that God begins to start uh, emphasizing, highlighting that you see, wow, this is this is more and more like me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Something I was going to ask you guys is what's a practical way that you've seen that in your life? How has God revealed to you the what is the ministry? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. I, you know, I know um, we're going to talk a little bit about it, but uh, Pastor Alex did a great job of kind of you know, saying God does shows us that through our experiences, our passions, mm-hmm. and our personalities, and like that, just uh, I hit that hit. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. As I look back on my life, I can see how, oftentimes, like you were saying, Pastor Alex, where um, I kind of make it a, a way more complicated thing mm-hmm. than I need to, or yeah. I've got to figure out, I've got to have this like God speaking audibly right. to me. Yeah. And in reality, He's been kind of speaking through these different areas of my life all the time. Yeah. The exposure that I had. Uh, when I was in high school with a great youth pastor mm-hmm. yep. um, and those camp experiences and those retreat experiences that were pivotal in my life that have kind of directed me towards the mission that he's called me to. So I would say, I would say experiences for me have been a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think too, I mean, for me, uh, it's definitely been the experiences and I, I even shared that, you know, with um, everyone on Sunday, uh, you know, when I was in youth group here uh, as a teen, uh, you know, I had a call. I believe that when I was nine years old, God called me into ministry, but I denied, denied, denied. Hmm. Didn't think it was going to be for me. And I really ran hard away from it. I didn't want to be in it at all. And I think the the thing that happened was uh, through my wife and through the Salvation Army, they kind of gave me a taste of ministry, but it also was the the point that I needed to start seeing what was my, what was my potential, how God was going to start moving me in a direction. Yeah. And it gave me all these experiences to be the person that I needed to be. Right. And I think if I would have came into it any other way, because I did try to go through, did you guys know we had a, a Bible college here at one time? Yes. Harvester's Bible. Is Har- <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. Harvester's Bible. Is yeah. Yes. I remember Pastor wow. Gary made like spoof, like infomercial videos for youth group in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, can, I can picture them. Harvard's Bible Institute. We try. We got wow. people with big teeth and people with no hair. and Everybody wore a suit. Yeah. Right. Everybody wore a suit. We look good, you know. Um, Tinky rings and suits. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it was, that was that was the experience that I thought I was supposed to go through, and it obviously didn't sure. work out. But, you know, I spent that time, and uh, I was telling uh, Pastor Gary one time, I felt like Moses, in a sense. You know, he's tending the sheep out of the desert, learning how to deal with how all that works and how that takes place and how to do it right. Yeah. You know, and it really provided, in Moses' case, the the ability to be the leader he needed to be to lead Mm -hmm. Israel. And I think in my situation, I was out there learning, and it gave me the opportunities that I needed experiences to get me to start walking into the opportunity that I am in today. Unfortunately, it took 22 years Mm -hmm. to get here, you know. And but I don't I don't think it was wasted at all. Yeah, I think I needed every one of those years to get myself prepared. You know. Mm. Yeah. Well, I I think back to almost twenty three years ago. Now I moved up here uh, thinking I was going to do children's ministry, mm-hmm. and uh, when it morphed into more of the uh, youth ministry experience, uh, I I saw how, what God was doing. Yeah. And how He led me, and I remember having the conversation with God, going. I thought I was supposed to do children's ministry, yeah. <laughs> and just hearing that voice go, "If you 
if you knew you were coming for youth ministry, you wouldn't have come. Yeah. And I would have let my personality, what I thought my personality was, I'm, I can't do that, yeah. kind of hold me back. Mm. And so it was the experience that kind of pushed me over the edge to say, okay, maybe this is where God's leading me. That's really cool. Yeah. How that happens. Yeah. And thank God for that, right? Yeah. Man? Right. <laughs> How long have you been doing it here? Uh, I've been on staff a little over 22 years. See, there you go. So hopefully. Matt wins at Youth Ministry. Hopefully they will take me off. (laughs) Matt's the winner. Hopefully they'll take me off the internship category. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm I'm crossing my fingers. Oh, my gosh. You're going to be like, uh, what is it, Josh McDowell. Didn't he start out in youth ministries, too, or something? (laughs) No. Or he started writing books for youth. And then now he's, you know, this... academic statesman who writes about all kinds of things but yeah so maybe that's what's going to happen you're just going to transition into this academic statesman for youth (laughs) ministry and and somebody else to take over for you and then you know i don't know i i love the day-to-day youth ministry yeah i know i could tell 200 gallons of slime youth ministry where else can yeah man believe it or not yesterday i ordered slime for (laughs) you gotta get it in early yep you gotta get them people to start making this slime early i don't know where they get it from but we gotta get it i don't know that's awesome Now, you brought the question up. Now, what about you? Yeah, I I can I could talk about experiences. You guys did a good job at that. I think the other part for me uh, that was super important was just people. Mm -hmm. So the Lord really used some key people in my life to speak truth, and I had like like you guys had youth pastors. You know, I had a John and Faye Gerster and Sari King, and those were people who. were able to sense and see the call that God had on my life and um, and cultivate that. And so certainly around experiences, right? So mm-hmm. worship was always a big deal uh, for me growing up. Yeah. Like the, the music part of that was always a big deal. Um, that, that was a big expression within church. Uh, you know, my identity and my just kind of where I belonged in church was hanging out with the musicians, that kind of thing. Um, and then certainly within youth ministry of just um, – having those people that poured into you, you know, they didn't care if uh, I was the best at basketball or got straight A's that they just loved me. And so people, I had a conversation. I remember sitting in a pastor's office with my, um, with, um, with Faye. And she said to me, I I asked her, I go, why do you hang out with us? Like, why do you do this? Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, she took a minute and she, you know, kind of collected her thoughts and really believe that that was a Holy spirit thing. And uh, we love you because Christ first loved us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at that moment, like I didn't know, you know, the whole church thing and kind of that world, but I knew if, if I'm, I'm in for that, like if this is what this is about, um, I can do that, yeah. you know? And so that was it. That was a game changer. So yeah, God certainly used people, um, to kind of draw out the passions in me and to really kind of root in me this life of ministry. I was talking to to PG the other day about it, mm-hmm. and it was that sense of like once you get a taste of uh, of experiencing ministry, like being a part of the work of God and seeing lives transformed and changed, that will ruin you. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing else that you can do. Right, yeah. There is this sense that you will be marked. It's not a sense that you you couldn't do something else. Right. And and that can certainly happen in a workplace that's, you know, an office or whatever. It doesn't not saying it's got to be a pe- preacher in a pulpit. But right, yeah. once you experience that life change, you yeah. will be ruined. Absolutely. You, you will not be able to do anything else. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I can echo that people side of it yeah. in my life. I, as you were talking, it makes me think of my youth pastor. His name was Mark Dillon. 
And I can't remember a single sermon he spoke. Yeah. But I can remember those Sunday afternoons at his house when he yeah. was just cooking burgers, and there was a small group of us that he was just pouring his mm. life into. Yeah. And uh, and just encouraging and letting me get up and preach on Youth Sunday, and yeah. it was horrible. And I <laughs> I missed a whole page of my notes. And perfect. <laughs> but like those people, and even my I remember my dad uh, in high school. I worked at a place called Discovery Zone. Do you remember that? It was like yeah. a McDonald's yeah. playland. Yeah. On okay. Crack. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I got to. Um, I got to do uh, birthday parties. And so I remember my dad taking me to like the magic yes. shop to get some magic tricks. Oh, yeah. And there being you go. super excited as like a 15, 16 year old about these magic tricks and saying, man, maybe one day I'll be David Copperfield. That was oh, ordained. Okay. Yeah. And, and I remember, I don't even, I don't even know if he realized it, but he says, I'd rather, I'd rather see you be Billy Graham. Yeah. And oh, like, wow. like, and that was the end of the conversation, mm, but that yeah. stuck with me. Awesome. Like him just speaking that, yeah, that mission into my life. Wow. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Youth pastors definitely have had a, a major impact on a lot of our lives. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm working with mine, you know, now yeah. Yeah. after all these years. Uh, so he's always had an impact on me, whether you wanted to be a part of it or not. He was stuck with me. He was stuck with me. He get these uh, weird phone calls from me in the middle of nowhere, you know, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm really surprised he stuck it out with me all these years. I, at some point, you think you know what? He's a stalker. There it is. It's, it needs to go away already. Right. You know, and right, I'm surprised right. I didn't have that problem. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was definitely a blessing. I've got a question for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, just because I missed part of the series, um, but help me understand a little again a little bit the difference between our mission and our ministry. Yeah. Okay. So the the mission that we have is this idea that you know God's placed something in each one of us. This this fire. Uh, this concept, something that we feel like we have to be a part of it, something we can't just, we, we, we've got to find a way to be a part of it some way. And it's something that's constantly impressed on us over and over again. Um, the example would be, I know somebody like my wife who's in, wants to be in missions, right? Yeah. Uh, she's from youngest age that she's been, uh, started thinking about what God would want her to do, uh, had this missional heart, but it's never had it happen. But at the same time, that, that fire has been in there this whole time, you know, and it's God working in that uh, for that to possibly happen. But it's when that happens, when God begins to put that on your heart, and then all of a sudden it moves into a practical, physical manifestation of what God's doing in your life. Yeah, so then you good. move into a ministry where, you know, God says, okay, now you, you take all this experience, all this fire, all this passion, and now you're going to put mm. it into something real you yeah. know, and do it. That's good. That's and good, man. she's not in Africa for the rest of her life, but she's able to go on these missions trips, which I'm telling you, she's living her best life. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get her home. I mean, she's... <laughs> Every time I turn around, she's like, oh, there's another trip we can take. I'm like, for real? You know, come on, man. I'm dying of hunger over here. We eat cereal. I'm sick of ramen. I'm sick of, yeah, right, really. Oh, my gosh. I've been wood to way too many buffets. <laughs> oh, no. You know, that's what she told me before she left. She says, now you know you watch what we're spending while I'm gone. I'm like, okay. So yeah, like, she's traveling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's traveling the world. I'm stuck here. The at budget home. is blown yeah. up the second you walk into an airport. <laughs> exactly. oh. You cannot touch it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, man. Well, hey, I, I go ahead, Matt. No, I was going to say, I just, I just love Harborlight's view on ministry. Yeah, because being a person that's been in vocational ministry for a while, when I hear ministry, it, I think a lot of people kind of yeah. feel like, oh, I'm going to be working in a church, or right. it's going to be. And this understanding that our ministry isn't necessarily our vocation right. Right, yeah. or our job, but right. it's the the us making a difference in our world yeah. and how God wants to use us yeah. for that. And and it's not just the pastoral staff that have a ministry, but it's every person that walks in this 
church. Yeah, they've definitely. got a ministry, and yeah. sometimes that ministry is within this building, but a lot of times it's outside of that yeah. building in their vocational right. place. That's so true. Yeah, I mean, how many people can we think about that uh, we've seen like that? I, I mentioned D- uh, Dave Jakeway, or I mean Jeff Jakeway. Is that Dave is his brother? Jeff Jakeway, um, who's putting this gym on. Yeah, I mean, literally, God placing his heart this idea to, to form this company and do all this stuff from when he was really young, moving in this direction. And little, you know, I, I'm sure at some point he would like to say, I, I want to use it for the glory of God. I know I've heard him say that before. But, I mean, you don't always think about that in the process, but it's, it's just amazing how God puts that mission in your heart yeah. at some point to see that I'm going to do something with this. And, and here he is moving dirt for the kingdom. Yeah. You know? Not just uh, making a paycheck, but he's making right. a difference. Right. Which I think that's what's inherent in every one of our ideas of mission is that uh, we're looking for that. So, you know, finding these occupations within the community are, are great, but what does God put a burning desire in your heart to do, mm. you know, that you can turn into a ministry to make a difference, Life be life-giving? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the, uh, the sense for me is um, I left with the question, what do you do, Pastor Alex, when I don't know what my burning passion is? Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah. what, like, when there is this sort of interim sort of place of like, man, I just don't know. Right. You know, I I have things that I like, but maybe I don't know that that's my, my thing that the Lord's laid on me forever and ever. So what, you know, is it just leaning into experiences and passions and personalities? Is it, is it, you know, how, what do I do in the, in the waiting time? Well, I I think uh, as I began in the message on Sunday, I think it, it starts out with the identity that you understand between you and God, this relationship that you have, that God has something that's perfect for you. Yeah. That you're not, you don't have to live your life settling for whatever. Yeah. Just because you don't know when it's going to happen or if it ever will happen. Yeah. But there is a perfect plan for you. And God is definitely wants to work you into that place mm. at some point. So yeah. you, you start the whole journey in that process. Like I'm moving in this direction that I feel God's calling me to do something. And then eventually I'd like to see it as a ministry and God just keeps just keeps uh, fueling the fire, stoking the, uh, the coals uh, as you're moving forward. It may not happen right away. Sure. Uh, you know, like we all mentioned, it took a long time, 22 years for me to come back here, but eventually we're, we get to that place. And then as we're moving into that process, I don't think it's just like a, something that happens over time. I think God definitely needs moments for us to experience different things, to be added uh, pieces to the foundation, to sure. make it effective. Right. Because I think if, you, uh, you know, going back to the story with uh, Peter and Andrew when they were on the boat, uh, making them fishers of men, I mean, it really took three years for them to change their thinking, obviously, from what we used to do to where we are to do, uh, but they made the connection between what was the missional part of yeah. their burning desire, they loved to be fishermen, uh, to the idea of, well, this is how I can use these skills in right. my labor to begin to make a difference in the kingdom, which made all the difference, I think. Right. Same thing mm-hmm. with Paul. I mean, if, yeah. if we wouldn't have Paul uh, in the position he was, being this avid stu- student who was burning with these desires to learn more and be a part of the great schools of ancient history, and then all of a sudden we see that God used those burning desires in Paul and turned him into one of the greatest scholars in Scripture sure. so that we can understand things that we would have never understood before because none of the other disciples were, were geared up for that. Right. You know, they were in other areas, but Paul was had a passionate desire for that. And I, you see all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. So the word that comes to my mind as I'm hearing you talk about that is this idea of risk. Yeah. Oh that yeah. Mm-hmm. You, that you, you will have to risk something. Yeah. So stepping out in faith, you know, taking a chance, going on a free life retreat, yeah. you know, th- that putting yourself in, a risky situation or a vulnerable situation maybe is a better way of putting that um, for God to use 
you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier, the people in our lives. Yeah. This is the unsolicited plug for small groups, but right. yeah. it is amazing how much other people kind of speak those right. pieces of the puzzle into our lives. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah. That help us figure out that right. that mission and that ministry that God's called us to. Right. Because oftentimes we look in the mirror and we can't see it ourselves. Right. I, I, I mm-hmm. had a conversation with a kid just the other day, and uh, he says, "Wow, sometimes I just feel like I'm a waste of breath." He couldn't. Oh. He couldn't see. Yeah. He couldn't see any purpose in his life, and he needs people in his life to kind of speak that Isaiah forty three. Yeah. You were created. That yeah. You are a vessel. Like you're not just. I liked you said at one point. Um, I wrote it down. God will never take credit for junk. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Helping yeah. people understand that. Yeah. Like God doesn't make mistakes, and God made you. Yeah. Right? And um. And I think. That's a big deal. Those people in your life help kind of absolutely help you discover it a lot of times. Yeah, and, and that's the thing you wanted. I mean, your mission and ministry, uh, th- when you begin to move in that direction, they're they're going to be exactly the right fit for you to do the perfect will of God, to do the amazing things that you need to do. We're not settling for a permissive will of God, not the second mm-hmm. best. It's the perfect will of God, and you will know it, and you'll begin to move in that direction. I was talking with a lady on Sunday, and she said that she had these ideas of what she wanted to do for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And she kept praying about it, praying about it, praying about it. She's tried all these different things, and nothing's really worked. And then all of a sudden, she said, I just started to, uh, I was listening to the message. I started clicking on this uh, idea that I've been working on on my phone, and I was reading about what I had said about myself and what I wanted mm-hmm. to see happen. And she said, this is this is where I need to go. This is where I need to go. And, and it's a perfect fit. Yeah. And she says all the check boxes are marked, and it's just why have I not done it? You know, she just mm-hmm. has not made the move to to go ahead and, and pull the trigger and make it happen. But you know, uh, those things all fit together in such a perfect plan for God for you. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm in I'm in the best place I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Really, I love every minute I, yeah. I'm part of what I do. Uh, too bad I'd be when I'm getting close to my fifties, but I'm still I'm happy you know, to man. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. To have the moment where everything clicks and Eye of the Tiger comes on in your head. <laughs> you are the you king are. of like theme music coming out. Oh boy. I'm going to step my specific, game up. man. <laughs> I know. See, I, I got gypped on my like ministry. Uh, I know you yeah, did. Yeah, thing, so if I ever get it, I have to like step up my theme music because I just wasn't going to be able to compete with you. It's going to have to be like a half halftime when special on the Super Bowl or something right. for you. When, yeah. when Bastard Alex preaches, it is that like you were at an NHL hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzers going off, lights are flashing. Yeah, right. Yeah, smoke machines <laughs> everywhere. <Anthem> rock. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Right. Yeah. Oh. It's a lot of fun to see <laughs> see God do some amazing things, but I, I think our people are. Uh, I think they they really took uh, took what we said on Sunday and what we talked about and all the things that happened on Sunday, yeah. and heard a message that was really important because uh, I think some people needed to also hear that it's okay to walk away from things that mm. are not right. life giving ministries yep. for them. That that if they keep staying in, it's going to be more damage than good. Right, mm. and I think that was one thing mm. that was important that some people picked up on. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think the I think that's a super healthy thing to hear from a pastor. Mm-hmm. That is that, and it's an important thing to hear from a pastor in the sense that, um, right or wrong, it feels like at times there's a lot of guilt around yeah. you should be doing X, Y, and Z for the yeah. church. And so, um, I am so thankful that I'm not I'm I'm a part of a church that doesn't do that. that there isn't this sense of, you know, we just need a body here that 
you know, what we understand and know is that God has called people to, to ministry in certain uh, aspects, and we want to help kind of cultivate and mine out what that is, and um, we're along for the ride. But this is going to be a spirit of joy. And, spirit yeah, of and we want them to enjoy that ministry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and that's the thing. You, you realize soon enough that uh, that when they get into it and they see that God could use this, like yeah. the janitor I talked about, Yeah, I could be cleaning the house of God, and that's a ministry. Right. And, and it just blows your mind. You're thinking, man, God really thinks it all through, you know. He's amazing. Yeah. Well, if you guys got any last thoughts, we're going to get close. We're getting close to time here. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, Pastor Ted, what do you got to want to close with anything? Any last words for the people? Yeah. Um, I, I think as I was wondering about the question of um, what do I do in the waiting you know, Colossians yeah. three seventeen came to mind of whatever it is that you do in word or deed, whether you eat or drink, do it all for my glory. And so that sense that wherever it is, whatever it is in that waiting time, if you don't have clarity around what it is that you're supposed to be doing, um, swing for the fences for Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, that you are um, ministering even in the midst of not having full clarity and God's going to bring in, he's faithful to do that. But even in the time of waiting, um, know what you do matters for the kingdom. So seek Jesus in that. That's Amen. so good. Yeah. What about you, Pastor Matt? You know, uh, just a minute ago you spoke, and as we, we've we been talking about this mission versus ministry, we understand that there is this perfect will of God for each of us. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I tend to be a little bit of a perfectionist on that kind of thing Yeah, where I want to I have it all together. I want to know that it's going to succeed. And I think a lot of times discovering our ministry – there is a perfect will, but it's not always the perfect execution, and that's yeah. okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's okay to walk that out. It's okay yeah. not to have it, you know, all the boxes checked yeah. off, and it's okay to fail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because a lot of the times, uh, I look back not at regrets of things that I've done, but things that I didn't do because I was afraid of failing. Yeah. And it's those failures sometimes that push us to take that further step in what God's calling us to. That's a great point, and uh, that's uh, that's a great way to end the podcast together. Uh, thank you, Pastor Ted, and uh, thank you, Pastor My Matt, pleasure. for being here. Yeah, thanks, for letting me, thanks for letting me come to this side of the road. <laughs> yeah, your your cart still works, apparently, to get in the door. I don't know. Oh, man. Well, we just want to thank you for joining us again for our, our podcast more, and we'll be back next week with another episode with Pastor Gary. 